is Beers and Beards Podcast. I'm Gary. David McKinney. And with us today, we have the, what are you, the head brewer? Uh, I am the head brewer. Main man in charge here. Uh, it's, well, it's me and my assistant brewer, Maggie. We're, we're the only brewer, so it's, I'm just one of them and she's the other one. Pat- officially head brewer, I guess. Patrick Fannin's here. Yes. It's a Sunday afternoon. And this place, man, is... Yeah. It's rainy outside. I thought, I was like, oh, there's going to be nobody there. We yeah. just sat on the this outdoor patio. Is, this is the spot. You guys are the only brewery in Richmond, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's the reason. I mean, everyone's coming to the breweries. I got to ask you this, man. Like, we did uh, Sawstone and Moorhead. Mm-hmm. I live in Mount Sterling. There's no breweries there. Mm-hmm. I think there's a distillery in Winchester. Um, and they got a, like a farm to table restaurant that goes with it. Oh, really? But yeah, but like Dave's from Cincinnati where there's. Tons of it's them. the mecca of, yeah. of breweries. <laughs> like you can't, there, there's more breweries than our liquor stores. But in Eastern Kentucky, it doesn't feel that way. What's what, why is that? Because I mean, you you've made this your career, so. Well, uh, it's probably a lot of like law, you know, a lot of uh, local laws. It was um, 2015, 2016. They made a they allowed microbreweries actually to be in the city at all. And as soon as that happened... Wow, 2015? Yeah, I think, was, I think because there was a wow. couple years there where I knew that. I was like, I was scouting out buildings, like which building would be a good one for the brewery in. And then these guys popped up. I heard they were going to open one. So I would say that's a lot of it. You know, Winchester does have a brewery. They have one, uh, a better brewing there. Gotcha. It's downtown. Uh, and they also have a winery there. Um, but, I, you know, for a long time, I was like, there's cities like Somerset, you know, uh, Danville that has one, you know. And I was like, why doesn't Richmond have one? And then, you know, these guys showed up. Yeah, it was like Eastern Kentucky University, one of the flagship colleges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you would think there'd be a brewery. Yeah. This is my, I think, my first time in Richmond. I've driven through this area a lot of times to go to other places. But my first time, it's got, like, that cool little small town feel. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly what I think a lot of, like, a lot of what you see in Kentucky. Like, the way that I understood how Kentucky was kind of formed was, the towns are like 20 miles apart because that's how far you could go on a horse in a day, right? Is that true? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds about right. That's what I hear about Eastern Kentucky. So that's why there's so many there's so many counties in Kentucky. There's like 180 some odd counties in Kentucky, but you see a lot of these little small towns like Richmond. Um, you see a lot of them on the way from Cincinnati to uh, you know to this area, Eastern Kentucky. Like we passed through Lexington, which is a bigger town, but yeah, it, it's it's got that little small town feel. Um, like you I see, I'm like from Moorhead, and we don't. Having, don't, we don't respect Richmond. Having gone to a lot of MMA events in the past, I'm like I felt like I was going to like uh, Mansfield, Ohio, right? So, really? So Gary and I have been to hundreds of events, MMA events between us, and like I've been to every little corner of Ohio, a lot of the corners of Kentucky, and like I'm like this is a, a town you'd have an MMA event in, right? Well, they do. That's what we were talking about. That's how I met <laughs> Patrick many years ago. Was at an event in Lexington? Yeah. So Gary's drinking. So we're looking at your office oh, right yeah. here. <laughs> so we're looking at your office, which is awesome. I love a brewery with like an open brew house, and Gary's drinking it. Like I always, my goal in life is to try to find beers that Gary likes. Yeah, I'm not the beer drinker. And so I'm going to try it. But we're going to talk about the Kentucky Common, which is your number one beer on your draft list, yeah. the first beer that you guys canned, and now is is an officially recognized style by the Brewers Association, uh, and it's really cool. So for, so while I drink this, tell us about what a Kentucky Common is, and then what makes a Kentucky Common special and, and why you guys make this your flagship beer. Okay, so, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes, it's it's mostly just a dark cream ale. It has everything you'd see in a cream ale, you know, barley, corn, but then it has darker malts in it, and it is historically it comes from the area around Louisville. There was a lot of breweries there that had German immigrants working at them, and they would... that This beer was what... The people who worked at the brewery and the people that were drinking at the pub where the brewery workers went, they would be drinking Kentucky Common. They wouldn't be drinking the lagers that they were exporting out of Louisville. And it was something that was brewed and drank fresh, I mean, within like a week sometimes. Yeah. Um, it has, our, our Kentucky Common has malted barley, a dark malts in there as well, corn, and a little bit of rye just kind of as a, a nod towards, you know, distilling in, yeah. in the area. Um, before it was in the, the BA guidelines, there was, they added it to the BJCP guidelines, which is mostly for homebrewers. Right. Um, and there's a and it was complete, almost completely lost until um, I don't want to butcher her name, but it was a, a woman that is co-owner at Apocalypse 
someone else, they did a presentation uh, for the BJCP and got it added to Style Guideline there. And once it was added there, it took off a little bit. Most of the breweries in Kentucky will at least experiment and make one. I know breweries across the country that make them a little bit. Yeah. They might call it a dark cream ale or something like they that. They don't call it a Kentucky Common. <laughs> they will, but like maybe they'll put dark cream ale on the label so it looks better on the, the shelf. Um, uh, and now we've just made it. That's our flagship. It's not just the first beer we canned. It's the first beer we brewed. It's the first beer we put in barrels, the barrel age. First one we've done anything new that we do here. This is the baby. This yes. is like the, you're yeah. raising this from a pup. Yeah, that is the one we hang our hat on. That's the one we want to uh, we want to make our beer that we do special. For me, this is like the bourbon of beers, right? It's a similar-ish process. You got the corn in there. Mm-hmm. Like I think when like it's quintessentially Kentucky. It is a beer that you would think that would be brewed in Kentucky. It's super light, easy drinking. Um, you know, coming from up north in Ohio, we get we have a good amount of cream ales up there because Ohio is a big corn state too. Um, but it's such an easy drinking beer. It's like the beer that you would drink with, like, hey, I got some bourbon, but I also want like a little side, you know, a little side side beer as well, which I have multiple side beers here. Uh, <laughs> as I, I have the the flight and and the thing, just me looking at, at your your draft list here. So I picked off what I like and, and what I think, and, and kind of with some help from you, what sounds good, but. A lot of dark stuff. Um, a lot of beers that are, you know, brown or darker in color. So a lot of malt, a lot of malt heavy beers here. Yeah, we try to keep a mixture of beers. We're the only brewery in town, like you said. So we got to be something for everybody. So we try to keep three or four hoppy beers on tap. Try to keep three or four really light, you know, Colch, Blondale, yeah. Pilsner, and then we try to keep. If we do dark beer, we do the heavy stuff, like our Russian Imperial Stout, Milk Stout, but then we also do things like Kentucky Common, our Winx Dunkel, the dark lager. Those are also light in body while still having some, yeah. some dark Yeah, and I've got, the, I've got the Dunkel here, too, so I'm going to give that a little sip, too. Let's go. Um, this is a beer, so between Dunkel and Schwartz beer, it's mm-hmm. like my obsession recently. I wrote a, an article about it. That's how much I love dark lagers, and it's a style that is so underrated and underappreciated and when they're done well they're so good like gary had the schwartz beer at on the last time we were together yeah and it was a dark super dark and it had low on the hops but you know malty but you still get that like feel of a lager um and not a lot of not a lot of beers like you know at least in the u.s i know that in in germany it's a it's a fairly popular style but we don't get a lot of them here in the u.s and when we do they're usually done well because i think people that do them like it's it's not because they that, like them right. It's not like, something you're going to do on day one, right? right? Of, of brewing. So, and, and a dunkel usually is a little bit sweeter than than a Schwartz beer, right? Yeah, a little malty. Have as much roast as like a Schwartz beer. Schwartz beers tend to be a lot roastier. This one is chocolate malt and black malt, but only a tiny bit. So it's mostly. The chocolate malt that we get the color from. Yeah, Gary always, whenever... I'm getting ready. To, we're, going, we're going in on it. Because <laughs> so, i got a man right here that can answer some yeah. questions for me. So, Gary, whenever beer is described as something like chocolate or, or um, you know, roast, roasty is different than chocolate. But chocolate malt is a, is I, a type of malt. I understand roast, you get but when... The notes like, of it. Yeah, when we... When beer... And like I said, I'm not the beer drinker this here. Is good, but by the way. I thought that when... We did this podcast. And we're drinking different things. Like I want to, I want to give my honest opinion. You know, we've had some expensive bourbon that tastes like shit. You know, we've had some beer that I'm just like, that's fucking awful. Gary's not a fan. Yeah, most of the beers. And so, for people like me, when I hear, oh, this has some chocolate, or he had like a, uh, uh, like a cheesecake, that strawberry cheesecake. Cheese. They actually put cheesecake in the beer. So. Yeah, yeah, but. In my head, right as a as not a connoisseur of beer, I'm thinking this is going to have some like Nestle. It's going to have something like that, but it doesn't. So explain to me when we when we talk about the chocolates and we're adding the flavors to it. You know, it, it it's not for a layperson like myself. It's not going to have. It's not going to taste like the candy that you think it is. Yeah. Well, so I'll give you two examples. We have our chocolate rain milk stout. That does have chocolate in it. It has uh, cacao nibs in it that we steep for a week, and so there's real chocolate in it. But then you have chocolate malt and dark chocolate malt, coffee malt, and those things. And those really are just names that they've given to specific 
uh, grain that has been kiln for a longer time. So like your black malt's been kiln so much it's almost it's burnt. It's, it's like charred. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's and that's where you get roast. But if you get a dark chocolate malt or a chocolate malt, it's gonna have some roast to it because they're not too far off from that. Right. That black malt. They're they're not as dark, but they're they're getting there. They're I, we measure it in something called SRM. Uh, black malt's like in the 500s. Chocolate malt's like in the 300s. But then like what I use pale malt I use to make all my beers like a two. So it, it is at that. It's like your base malt, right? Yeah. Our, yeah. our base malt's about a two, I think, on that side. I mean, those chocolate malts and dark chocolate malts are only complete and it other And only takes a little tiny bit See, to this, make a this beer blows my mind. Yeah. This blows my mind. Let me ask you this. As somebody from Eastern Kentucky, mm-hmm. we just established there's not a lot of breweries. Mm-hmm. How the hell do you, like, this is some scientific <laughs> stuff. Did you start home brewing and yeah. just playing around with that, and then like, oh, this is what I want to do? Yeah, uh, my wife got a Christmas present from her boss that was a homebrew kit. We held on to it for like three years, and just one day, I was like, let's do it, and it was like a one gallon kit. And then after that, I just started. Buying. Were you into craft awesome. beer before that? Yeah, my wife also got me into that. She, when I met her, I was drinking wine from a bag, or, <laughs> or uh, you know, uh, yes, hip- moonshine. Yeah, you know, I was drinking. I was twenty years old. I was drinking whatever. Got yeah, me drunk, and the then, cheapest. Yeah, and she she introduced me to it. She, you know, I started drinking Schlafly Pale Ale because yes. we were down in Paducah when I was down there. So Schlafly's right there in St. Louis. So we drank a lot of that. And then I just kind of, I at first I wasn't. I was real not drinking hardly any beer. I was, you know, as light as it could be, as close to like Miller Light as I could get. Right. And then it just kind of. I mean, that was ten years ago, eleven years ago now. So. Over time, I just kind of got a different flavor, and I started brewing beer, mainly for me and her, and I started brewing a lot more like IPAs and stuff, because that's what she drinks, and I just bought more and more equipment, I was sending more money into it. It's like trial, yeah. error, it's yeah. reading up, yeah. and then these, slippery slope. And then these guys moved in here, I lived three blocks away, and I got a job here as assistant brewer. Head brewer quit after like two weeks of me being here. Don't really know if that had anything to do with me or not. But, you know, uh, she left. My boss, Charlie, looked at me and was just like, you got to step up. And I learned on the job. I was, you know, all the head brewers around Lexington and in the area, they could tell you I was bugging them, asking them a hundred questions. Yeah. I, you know, every day I'm learning something new. We just started canning. That entire process was like a whole nother. Yeah, thing. we wanted to bring yeah. that up because, you know, we did on a podcast back probably in the fall we talked about just the huge can shortage yes. like aluminum at nauseum is gone yes. like billions of cans short mm-hmm. now that's not a thing for the major players but for somebody like this that affects it so how did it, how did you get to where you're going to can now well we were planning on canning whenever you know covid came around we were planning on canning anyway uh we wanted to have something to sell here in the tap room um we were canning one at a time on our October scenery, like a crowler machine you guys have seen yeah, before. Yeah. And we were doing that for a little bit. My boss came in and said, oh, I ordered a canning line. Uh, it'll be here uh, in March. So we had, we've had that canning line since last March. Uh, and we just fired it up for the first time a couple months ago. And it, just, it went from us being able to can like one or two cans a minute. So now we're doing like 15 cans a minute. That's awesome. Like today yeah. we did uh, almost 1,200 cans. Ooh. We started at 10 a.m. That's and yeah. We're like done labeling at three o'clock when we had those. So I was going to ask if you guys were using a mobile canner, and then I look over there and I see it. Like it's like closer to us. Like you've got like some skids, which is cool, very very professional. But I like like you guys are are rustic. Like you are like the thing I love about brewing is like you find a problem. And you know, you say, "Hey, can figure it out? Figure out it? Oh, yeah. Figure out where to put this canning line." Like people are so resourceful in brewing. Like I bet, like you probably like you know. Yeah, when when Charlie told me we we're gonna can a line, you know, uh, first thing I asked was where we're we gonna put it. Like, <laughs> like we're not, we don't got the room. And, right. You know, we found it. We made the room. Uh, he's now planning on getting pre-labeled cans, so that's gonna require us to have two extra yeah of cans. You know, we're you gotta get a storage storage space. We'll figure it out, I swear. We'll have to. Yeah. There's only one thing to do is to figure it out. Because so. it's like 20, how many pallets you have to buy to get the pre-printed? Uh, like 25 no, pallets? Actually, we're getting a good deal on them. Uh, oh, okay. We're, uh, they're actually going to be cheaper than the unlabeled because we're going through a different company. So we only have to order, the pallet's like a little bit more than 5,000 5, cans. So we'll get a pallet of 1792 Kentucky Common cans. And a pallet of the natural bridge IPA. Does that freak you out thinking like, five, you know, th- that yeah. number 5,000? Like, yeah. for, for Bud White, Anheuser-Busch or Miller or whatever, even like some of the big craft breweries, Sam Adams, places like that, 
That's like a drop in the bucket. But for you, I'm sure that's a big number. Like, hey, five thousand cans. How do we yeah. how do we sell that many cans? Yeah, uh, like, where do we get, like just are we selling them out the wind like the window here? Like, people have a, a drive through. Like, we have a great partner in our distribution. We've already sold 120 cases of our cans in the last couple months, and we can today because they called and said we're out of cans and stores are asking for them. <laughs> people want it. So we had to like. Move how our good does that make you feel though? Like. Hey, man, people are asking for your beer. Yeah. Get your shit together and give me some more cans. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, you know, the same feeling I get when I sit here and I see, you know, we have like 30 people in the restaurant. Yeah. yeah. And like every one of them is drinking a beer that either me or Maggie, we brew. One that, yeah, you, we talked with you guys leading up to this and you were like, yeah, Sunday will be pretty quiet. And I was like, oh, maybe like it'll be me and Gary and, and my wife sitting over there reading her book in the corner. It's like, ha- it's 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 a pretty good vibe in here on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, everybody's so chill. Just, I mean, you've been open for a little bit over an hour now, but. Um, you know, is this a typical Sunday? Is it usually is it hit or miss? Is it because everyone came out in the rain and and they're, they 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 want something to do? Or we'll probably have a decent crowd until later in the evening when it gets closer to close. We'll kind of peter out a little bit. It's mostly because people can't buy beer today for carry out anywhere in Richmond. A lot of people <laughs> forgot to drive down to Lexington to get their beer, so they come here and get a couple. You know. Uh, so can you like? They're called blue laws, right? Yeah. Like the sun. So if you had, can I buy? Can't like a six pack of your beer and take it home today? No, you can't. Not because, but I can buy. <laughs> Man, give me six glasses to go. Yeah. But put them in an aluminum glass with a top on it that's yeah. sealed. Yeah. Can you do that? Well, you guys were just in, uh, <laughs> just in Moorhead, right? Did yeah. I tell you about them selling? Uh, they just got approval from the city to sell like cups with a little sippy cup on top of it. No. Uh, like a Adora? They, yeah, they're ordering up, uh, or they're making like their like entertainment district downtown. Yeah. So they are. During this COVID, the city did Sawstone a great benefit, and they put an area right beside them. Yeah, they area. blocked it off there for yeah, the food trucks. Yeah, that was cool. We were there yeah. when they yeah. had yeah. that, yeah. yeah that, so part of that was, oh, if you want to sell somebody a glass or a plastic cup and put the little lid a little on it, it cup. looks like a coffee cup, really. And like, yeah. And, you know, they were selling That's cool. Right Does it have, like, the little hand, hand uh, so your yeah. hand doesn't get too cold <laughs> on the Listen, side? Listen, when, sleeve. when this happened and then... You know, and I think there's a bill right now to allow that, like, to go everywhere. Yeah. In Kentucky. Yeah. The, uh, is it called a Dora here? Or in Ohio, it's called Dora. It's like they have a, an area where they, in a town, they'll, like, kind of port, like partition off an area and say you can go outside in this specific area, buy a beer, but it has to be in our, our cup. That's a dollar. You have to pay an extra dollar for the cup. Uh, and you, you can, like, buy it from, though. like, I could buy a Dora cup from here. Walk to the next place that I was going to, but it couldn't take it in there. So it's like this is like my walking, so walking much, beer. So much red tape. I think that's something similar that they're doing Moorhead there for uh, the entertainment, which district. I call that a Yeti. They haven't walking fully, beer. You know, fully got it going yet, but I hear there's going to be a, like a special cup. Yeah, there's yeah. like a live music place, <laughs> the brewery in Pasquale. That's yeah. the entertainment district. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so um, we've talked about the beer that you brewed, but the beer that you have that you're that's sitting in front of you. I'm always curious what a brewer is drinking. It looks lighter, mm-hmm. um, and I. I I don't know if it's your wheat beer. What, what beer are you drinking? This is uh, this is our American Pale Ale Creekside. Yeah, uh, it's all Simcoe hops. Yes, it's Simcoe hops. Okay. Uh, this is a, a recipe actually last year. There's an organization called Pink Food Society. It promotes women in the industry. And last year, my assistant brewer Maggie, she led her first brew day on that day, and she brewed Laura Clay Pale Ale. So I took her grain bill, her base recipe, and then added Simcoe hops to it to make kind of our flagship American Pale Ale. So it's really light in color. I drink it because it's 5.5%. Yeah. And if I, I can't have too many, you know, 7% <laughs> IPAs. So, you know, yeah. I have one or two natural bridges, you know, I start getting you know, Yeah, because you're here. Like, how hard is that? You and, and you work in it all day, and then you've got this, and the environment's hot, and everybody's yeah. drinking beer, and you're like... It's Do you get tired of it? No, uh, but there is pacing that needs to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pacing. Uh, I'm not good at that. No. <laughs> we have a strict uh, 1059 rule. If you that's beer o'clock, that you cannot. Be, if we're canon in the morning, don't drink any of the low fills before 1059. Like oh, before 1059. <laughs> yeah, you gotta. You, it's 1059 somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, time change and then that. Yeah. So. Your Twitter account is where we pick up some news. We we learn of the Sawstone stuff, mm-hmm. and then most recently you talked about you have a distributor. But Kentucky, you can't self distribute in Ohio. What'd you say? There's a million cans, uh, million barrels, million barrels. Yeah, <laughs> which no one in Ohio is doing a million yeah. barrels. Oh. Not even like the high, the the biggest 
Brewery in Ohio has Great Lakes. Second biggest is Rheingeist. Rheingeist last year did 150,000 barrels total. Even, even like, Sam Adams there? Yeah, they have a well, but they're not self-distributing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, But, yeah, they... they I mean, Sam Adams total in their, like, six breweries does, like, six million mm-hmm. barrels. But in Cincinnati right now, I think most of what they're doing is, like, the hard seltzer truly. Yeah. Which, I mean, they're probably doing a million barrels oh, of yeah. just, yeah. just yeah. of that, yeah. like, with how the hard seltzer yeah. is doing. But, I mean, they, they, might be, they might be close to that. And they're doing a, an expansion right now, too. So they, they probably will be over that. But other than them, I mean, like, Great Lakes does, like, like half a million barrels a year total of everything. And, and need. So Great Lakes doesn't self-distribute, but Rheingeist does, but only in Cincinnati, Columbus, and I think Dayton. Everywhere else they go, it's like easier for them to to sign up with the distributor. So the back and forth I saw is there's there are valid reasons for the for having a distribution partner, but there's also a solid reason that you should be able to do that. What what has held that back up until now, and is it looking good? that you're going to get to do it? I think a lot of what's held it back is the three-tier system is just so entrenched. Um, you, there's just such a clear division between what a producer can do and what a distributor can do, and you can't be both. You can't have One person can't have a, own a license in both. Um, and the thing we're doing with our bill that's different, like in Ohio, it's all or nothing. It's, if you want to self-distribute, you can self-distribute, but if you sign with a distributor, you've got to exclusively go with the oh, I got you. So what we're trying to do here in Kentucky is to still have our distribution through them because, you know, we need them to take beer all the way to Paducah or Ashland or right. Bowling Green. We can't do that, you know, especially at our size. You know, maybe a couple breweries like your Country Boys or West Six might be able to buy a couple box trucks and do that, but we really can't do that. So we're just asking for 2,500 barrels, which sounds a lot to people when they say, oh, it's 30,000 cases and all that, but when it comes down to it, that's not even marginal how much beer is drank in the state of Kentucky. Right. And... So we're wanting to just be able to distribute just a small amount and then go through our distributor for everything else. It's really to allow us to have a personal relationship with some accounts. We have places across the street that we can have yeah. call us and say, hey, they told us you're out of the cream mail. They said you're not making anymore. And it was just miscommunication <laughs> yeah. with everybody. And they needed that beer that day. They were out, and they couldn't get it delivered that day. And we could have just I locked rolled, it. I could have rolled it over there. <laughs> right. You know? Down your little Catch. hill out here in front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so Come up to the window. I'll drop you a few. <laughs> So um, I really think the bill's looking good now. Uh, both the our guild, uh, the Kentucky Guild Brewers, and the Association for Kentucky Beer Wholesalers, they've both said publicly that they are happy with the bill as it amended, amended right now after it got voted on by the Senate. And hopefully it gets through. The House, I think, is going to talk about it in committee on Wednesday. Uh, hopefully it gets pushed through committee and voted on next couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine it's who would thought politics in beer? <laughs> yeah, like we got to get politics. Uh, it's so stupid. You could have heard beer. some of those senators were fed up because they've been talking about they, <laughs> beer. They've been t- talking about distribution or different laws with beer for the last five years, and like you could, some of them straight out said, "You guys need to figure this out without yeah, us being involved." Exactly. I mean, yeah. They, yeah. We we've said this on on we don't really talk politics, but we've said beer is bipartisan. It doesn't yeah. matter who you are. People love beer. They're like, yeah. hey, yeah. I want to be able to get Dreaming Creek at my place across the street that I that I go to, and I don't want to have. Like so, the place across the street that wants to sell your beer today, they have to, you have to send it to your distributor. Then distributor sends it, you know, sells it to them, and then they go and deliver it to the people across the street. The same kid that comes here and picks it up on Wednesday, he does all the drop offs for Wednesday as well. So he picks it up on Wednesday. He goes all the way to Hebron. And then sits there in the warehouse for 24 hours, and then they take it up there and bring it back here the next Wednesday. Which, <laughs> which Hebron is uh, 90, Kentucky, yeah. 90 miles away from yeah, here. Yeah, it's yeah. a three-hour round trip yeah. for our beer to go across the street. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. That That's like crazy. what some like DoorDash drivers, or, or if you ever watch like a, a, the, the drivers that if you ever do takeout on like one of the food apps, mm-hmm. they take your they take your food and like you're going you're like, you're going away from yeah. you're going the wrong direction. <laughs> Yeah, you want to just like call them and, and look at them and, and and say like that's crazy, but yeah. So uh, thank you very much. You know, we I've I've wanted to come to this brewery for dude. He's been planning this for like three yeah. months. I'm yeah. a plan. I'm the planner. Like I've got like my next six, seven, eight, ten breweries that I'm going to go to <laughs> planned out. Probably more than that. Like I do like like beer trips. I do beer, you know, beer vacations with my wife. Um, but you guys are are awesome, and I think this is this definitely is awesome, a brewery yeah. worth coming to. It, it you get the 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 awesome tap room experience, really good beer, 
and you can come up and see the people that, that brew the beer, that make the beer. That's what I would say about, about beer. Like, that's awesome. Like, I'm sure you talk to random people in the tap room all the time that are like, and you're like, oh, yeah, I, I brewed that. And they're yeah. like, oh, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm always here, so when people come and get beer, you know. Yeah. I, most of the time I even talk to them before they're ready for me to talk to them. Like, <laughs> I, like, I like talking to the customers and letting them ask them questions about beer because it gets me more information yeah. about what I should be brewing. Or what it's like a chef, right? Like yeah. the chef that goes around and, and asks the tables how they're doing. Yeah. Um, and and the, the, the personal touch in craft beer is something that I, I love and that really has made me. Like the connections that I've made in, in craft beer are some of the best connections that I've made, period. And, and being able to see a, a, a small-town brewery like you guys that are, are successful and doing awesome things, not only, you know, inside the walls but then outside the walls of, of helping. not Because you're not only helping yourself, you're helping every other brewery in the state, you know, really pushing for for distribution, pushing for, you know, growing and getting all, more people to, to drink beer. All six, 75. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much uh, uh, for joining us. Um, anything else that you want to mention? Uh I feel like you need to drink more of your beer. I, I, you're really good at pacing. You're yeah. way better than I am. So, <laughs> anything else you want to mention? Now's your chance. Uh, not really. I'd like to thank you guys for coming by. This is awesome. Enjoying the beer. Okay. I, right, you bro. really wanted me to try the stout too. By the way, I'm, I'm drinking the stout now. The Irish stout. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So coming up on St. Patrick's Day, I feel like you have to have. Also, your name is Patrick. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you have to have a stout. This is a perfect. Like our, it's it's creamy. Like I feel like I don't know if you guys have the ability to, to do like nitro, but this yeah. on nitro would be awesome. No, uh, I don't have the ability to do nitro right now, but that is why I <laughs> use some of the ingredients that I use in it to kind of give it that silkiness. Uh, yeah, it's super of, smooth. Like yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't know that it's not nitro, but all right. Before we go, you can make you're going to add another beer to the list. What what's your what's the next move? What's the next what's your next challenge? What are you going to dig into on that? On that, you know, flavor bill, what do you... Uh, the truth is, we're, our pilsner's all, almost out. Rock and beer? <laughs> no. What'd you say? Rock gut? Rock and beer? Oh. <laughs> not, not far off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our pilsner's about to run out, so I'm come trying to convince the boss to let me brew some sort of American light lager, something like that, uh, to, because the pilsner's been real successful with... The yellow beer crowd that comes in here. Yeah. They want to know what we got that's close to the Bud Light. So, since that, I'm trying to educate them through their mouths by saying, here's another beer that looks like what you're used to, and it's just a little bit more complex. It's just a little bit more flavor to it than you get from a, a domestic yellow beer. Yeah. You know, and I want, to, I want it to be familiar, but educate them a little bit too. So, that's what I'm doing next. It's going to be some sort of American light lager. I'm not going to use any corn. I'm not going to use any rice, any of that stuff. Uh, do you have a sour? Yes, they do have a sour. We used to make Gary drink the sour. No, hell no. <laughs> that, should, that could be our, our next yeah. our next segment is Gary drinking a sour beer. No. we got to drink bourbon now. I love sour beers, but, yeah, I was honestly, to, and not to, to drone on, but I was kind of surprised you guys had a sour. Do you have a lot of demand for a sour beer? Yes, I would say the people that drink it. Love it. That's all they will drink. <laughs> So it's kind of the same crowd as like the cider, uh, you know, and the half of ice, and probably yeah, like, similar. Yeah, yeah like the, um, you know, and it's people of all different shapes and genders and sizes. They all drink it, but the people who want sours, you know, they drink. That's the only thing. Yeah. They drink the, so we have to keep it on just for that crowd. We, you know, we can't let it go away. Because, the same reason we always have to have a cider on, and we always have to have. Uh, you know, uh, I feel like those are clutch anyway. Yeah. Like, like you guys have something for every. Like you said at the beginning, you have something for everyone. Like I looked and down that's your why list, there's 35 and I'm like, people here on a Sunday. Yes, I would. Yes, 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 yes. There's nine. Well, there's only 18 beers, but there's 18 yeses on this tap list for me of beers that I would drink. And I'm like, how much for David for to rent that couch out and just yeah, stay here till you here, open yeah. tomorrow? Have you slept on this on either one of these couches? I don't know, but I really think it'd be all right. <laughs> I've thought about it once or twice. I'm like, you know, I can do it. I've, I've, on a long brew day, I'm like, why don't I just stay here and then wake up in the morning? And do it there you go. There yeah. You go, yeah. Well, you're also three blocks away, so yeah, that makes yeah. it a little easier too. Yeah. So, thank you very much. If for If we joining want to follow us. you on Twitter, you're yes. at. Uh, is it is it Patrick underscore Fannin? It might be that. Yeah. And everyone calls you handsome, handsome Pat Fannin. Yeah. Just look that up. Yeah, and, and check the Dreamy Creek Brewery, Dreamy Creek uh, KY uh, Twitter. Yeah. I usually retweet myself on there. So. <laughs> Patrick, man, thank you we'll so much for you. doing this. We this is awesome. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you. So, we how many of you drank? 
Uh, three. So we got to get Charlie. All right. Maybe we will pause for a second, then we'll come back after these words. After this quick commercial break. Screaming <laughs> Creek Brewery here in Richmond, Kentucky, on a rainy afternoon here, and a beautiful, it's, it's. I, I thought it was spring yesterday, and then remind it's us that like it's winter. It's still like 60 degrees out, but, though. Yeah. Short, I pulled the shorts out today. Yeah. Good. See, this, this, is a, this is a man of the people. Good day. We yeah. wear shorts. Gary, David. yeah. I've, I've never seen, the only time I've ever seen Gary wear pants was my wedding. Not even his wedding. <laughs> yeah. But so we are with uh, co-owner, founder of Drooming Creek Brewery, Charlie Hamilton. Um, also, the let me get this right: the chair, president, president of president. the Kentucky Czar Guild of Brewers, right? Which is an yep. awesome name. Like Kentucky doesn't do anything. They're like Brewers Association. No, we're the Kentucky Guild of Brewers. Like, yeah, I remember that with the, shit with the right Athletic there. Commission. Like, yeah. they're like Kentucky Boxing and Rex- Wrestling Commission or Authority. Yeah. Like, Anyway, I Char- think the guy who founded it wanted the initials to be KGB. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey. There so, you go. So the co-owner and founder. So I think the first question is, Richmond, Kentucky, what makes you, I mean, we're in eastern Kentucky, almost in like, you know, coal country, getting into Appalachia. What makes you crazy enough to want to open up a brewery here? Uh in you know you've been you guys have been open for a couple of years now, but what makes you want to open up a brewery in this part of, of the world, which is you know was sorely lacking for a brewery, but yeah, but you know how, talk about the genesis of the brewery. Sure. So I'm from Richmond, uh, born and raised here. Uh, lived here all my life. I was gone. I was in the service for a little bit in the Navy, but other than that, I, I, I've been here all my life. So it's I'm deep roots here. Uh, I travel a lot for my regular day job. I just started going to a lot of breweries. Uh, when I would travel on those things, that was some of the guys I went with were brewery hoppers. So they got me into... You know, Don't get any me, ideas of quitting your day job. Yeah. Man. Got me out of the Bud Light habit <laughs> and into trying, you know, different beers, getting flights and stuff like that. I'm like, man, why don't we have one of these things? Yeah. What? You know, there's got to be some law against it in Richmond or something. You know, it's backwards. Maybe maybe there's maybe there's a problem. So I just, you know, started homebrewing a little bit and playing around and, you know, uh, making jokes about opening someplace. And it, it, and it uh, pretty quickly got to be, all right, this maybe actually could do something. We looked into it, had our lawyer look into it. You know, everything's, uh, you know, uh, there's no reason not to open one. So it's a void. Why, you know, why not? Why go to Lexington where you got to compete with eight or ten? You can open one here and be the groundbreaker. The difference is we have to kind of have a little bit of everything on our beer list instead of a specialty. You know, yeah, less, we talked about like, that with, yeah. with Pat and we I think gotta, he... we got to have something for everybody. And that you guys do have something for everybody. Oh, so... My, so I looked at, and half my flight's gone now, but <laughs> Good. Uh, I looked at what I was into, what I wanted, and honestly, anything that I was in the mood for, you guys had. I was in the mood today for dark beers and also your Kentucky Common, so I've got left, I've got the IPA, yep. Natural Bridge, and then I've got the uh, Purdy's Porter. Purdy's Porter, okay. So which one of these, so I'll probably drink the IPA last because it's hoppy because that's, there's no turning back from that, right. but... The the porter. So my wife had the. She's a coffee porter person. I did not get her review real, yet. Real so coffee. It's got a lot of coffee. She'll give you her honest review if you, if you ask her. <laughs> I always say, you know, if if you don't like one of my beers, it's not going to hurt my feelings. I know they're yeah. all good, and they all have somebody who likes them. There's a lot of my beers that I don't care for, right? Uh, at all. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not it, not everything. I care for, for every beer. Yeah. I, <laughs> I care about it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they're my babies, but no. I mean, you know, if you don't like it, it's not your taste. Now, just on the on the nose, coffee, bitter coffee. Oh yeah, slight sweetness from you know, not a stout, not a coffee stout. Like you get a little bit more sweetness from a stout, but you can tell it's like roasty coffeeness. Like I want to, I want to make Gary smell this. So smell the the coffeeness of that. Right on the nose. I haven't oh, tasted yeah. it yet. Oh, like you can lot. taste That's the bitter. Right it's yeah. heavy, heavy coffee. You can uh, you can go and try it if you want. Oh, you try That's it. a beer that Gary will like right there. And that's I, I can drink it. Uh, and oh I, yeah, I really yeah. enjoy it, but so, I don't drink a lot of it. Uh, it's it's. I'm just anti hops. Yeah, there's not a lot. I mean, there's hops in every beer. Right, right, right. But you know, but, yeah. When when Hop I thought forward. of craft beer in the beginning, it was like this over the top, just yeah. melt your face off Absolutely. with hops. Yeah. The, there's definitely a market for, sure. but for somebody that graduates from the oh, domestic, <laughs> like you're like, what is that? That doesn't. Yeah. I'm the guy beer. that when I drink a coffee beer, I want it to taste like I'm drinking coffee grounds, and that's, that's yeah. exactly when you get yes. that finish. 
the bitter. Like it's yeah, right there, beautiful. like I, like you just took a sip of coffee. Yeah. God, that's dangerous. That's I mean, a, honestly the best one of everything I've yeah. had on, cool. on the flight board so far. I'm not done. <laughs> yeah. We're still still hanging out, drinking some beer here at Dreaming Creek. But so not only are you the, the co-owner here, but you're also the, and now I already forgot again, yeah. president. President, president yep. of the, the Kentucky Guild of Brewers. Yep. Talk about that because so the the big thing now is SB fifteen. Yep. You guys want to be able to distribute your own beer, literally across the street. Like I can see a restaurant and that across is the street. It. That that yeah. is the nail uh, right on the head. You know we we have uh, a system in Kentucky, this three tier system, which is uh, it works well. We we need distributors. They've got more, way more ability to get our beer across the state, and they've done really well with that. The problem is like if if uh, Madison Gardens across the street, like you said runs out of beer on a Saturday, it's a week and a half for them to get another keg, and we lose the tap handle. Yeah. That's that's ridiculous when I can put one on a dolly, not even a car, a yeah. dolly. Well, Pat said he carried across the street for you. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. No, he's, he's waiting to do the first one uh, <laughs> as soon as we can. But that's really it. None of us are looking to start our own companies or you know anything like yeah. that. We just want to fill the niches where they need to be uh, and that kind of thing. Um, and so the Senate Bill 15 uh, is giving us very limited uh, ability to do that. Um, it also seeks to change some antiquated contract laws that are still in the books uh, that heavily favor the distributors that the distributors lobbied for 20-something years ago when Budweiser was trying to start their own distributorships yeah. here <laughs> and put them out. Uh, well, that in turn ended up hurting us, the microbrewers, you know, 20 years later. So it's just trying to equal some of that stuff out. Uh, we have worked with the uh, KBWA, uh, Kentucky Beer Wholesalers Association, uh, you know, for, for months and months now to get something that's fair to everybody. Uh, we don't want them to think we're taking, you know, taking all this out of their hands. That's absolutely not what any of us want to do. Uh, and there we, we've come to an agreement on what's the way it's written now, and it's passed through the Senate uh, committee and through the Senate floor with flying colors. That's awesome. And it should go through the House the same way, yeah. hopefully. What's crazy, I feel like it's it's come full circle because back 20 years ago, the distributors were the small guys fighting the big guys. That's now, exactly right. Now what they did is put them, and I'm not saying they're the big guys, but in this industry, they have more control than the grassroots coming up. You Absolutely. know, you're not trying to cut cut no. their business because you need them just as much as they need you. And That's, that's exactly right. Yeah, and, we, and to be honest, they probably don't want to deal with your little tiny place right. across the street <laughs> that they have the to go into. That's right. Uh, you know, places like Berea where it's not completely wet, they have no, they have no business over there. To even go over there and try to sell stuff, I and mean, there's yeah. just not enough business over there. So places like that that are voids that we just can't get our beer to because you know it doesn't make sense for them to go. It makes sense for us to go with a case of beer and take it to somebody, right? Um, but yeah, it, it really was you know the bigger beer companies trying to weed those them out because they were little guys, and now they're. I mean, most distributors have big names. We're less than five percent of their portfolio. Their total Kentucky craft. <laughs> of their portfolios less yeah. than five percent so we're not and we're and they've got the big boys in kentucky absolutely. against the grain west six like they've got everything yeah. and you're like oh, that's that's a big like that you're they're the small fries right yeah. so they they're also doing some 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 pretty big other breweries as well but yep. yeah i mean at, at the end of the day yeah it's nice to sell for them to sell your beer because it's something other cool for them to offer yeah. but you you guys are such a small piece and, and that's it. Yeah. how was that like so was it really just the 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 hungry mouth gets fed like people started talking about this like that was the catalyst for it or do you think it's the right time I think it's the right think, time yeah. uh, the Kentucky microbrewery industry is you know set we were on a pretty good growth phase before COVID hit and we're poised to come back from that you yes know, uh, lots of them open. There's lots of breweries from other states that are opening tap rooms here, which tells you something. If you're coming right. from Asheville, North Carolina, to open a place in Louisville, Louisville's underserved. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's still a massive growth uh, in, it, in it. Some of these places that just can't even get stuff out, like you know Hopkinsville, Kentucky, has a brewery. No distributor wants to go out there and, yeah. and pick their stuff up. It's way too far away. Yeah. So they can't get something local even to the next door place because you have to have a distributor. Yeah. It's, it's this weird, weird, uh, you know, conundrum of, uh, you know, cart and horse. And well, if you wanted to sell T-shirts, you could set up a stand yeah, on every absolutely. corner in Richmond and sell it. So yeah. Yeah. I so my thing, so we're, I'm sure you're not a, a guy that likes to be involved in the politics, although I'm sure it's interesting. It's inter- it's, so I always say, <laughs> and I need this T-shirt, Gary might make it for me, maybe Aaron, if he's listening. Yeah. I want it to say beer is bipartisan, and I want that to be on my T-shirt. 
and I'm going to just love everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Because beer, everyone loves beer. Thank you. There's, there's nobody that's going to say, we don't want beer here. Like now, maybe 100 years ago, right. temperance movement. And it wasn't, that wasn't even about beer. That was about hard liquor. Right. Like, hey, they were, don't drink, you know, a fifth of, of, right. of whiskey every day. Uh, and, and come home after after fighting in the Civil War. Uh, <laughs> I'm reading a book about U- Ulysses S. Grant right now, so that's that's on my brain. But yeah. he struggled with with alcoholism yeah. all his life. He's like, yeah, he. Some days he didn't really he didn't drink at all. All he had was was six beers. Like, <laughs> I think he was the only president to get a DUI. In Washington, too. I'm pretty sure that's true. I went to jail for it. I'm not to that part in the book yet, so spoiler alert. alert. Yeah, come on. I'm sorry. It's like 150 years ago. I feel like at this point I should have known that. But (laughs) when you, when you, Charlie, when you come in on a Sunday like today, nice outside, you know, there's like 30. The temperature's nice. This is beautiful, beautiful Kentucky. It's just rain. rain. (laughs) You know, we were going to sit on the patio. Last week we had ice and snow, so this is beautiful. We're in Hawaii right now compared to last weekend. But, like, you, the environment is crazy cool here. Yeah. Like, as soon as we walked in, we, you know, we've been to places where we've been the only ones there. And yeah. What, and we're like, oh, wait, shit, there's a lot of people here. We have, <laughs> you know? we have a regular Sunday crowd. The people sitting off to my left are, are every day, every Sunday. It's right at, right at opening. Uh, if we're open outside, they'll be outside. Uh, it's just like this. There's a, there's a, almost every day of the week we have a group. For each day that comes in, it's like our base group, and then you know you have some yeah. stragglers here and there that come in, that whatever. But yeah, we've we've got a pretty good crowd every day, uh, you know, for the most part. It's crazy to see that on a Sunday. But one of the things that I, Richmond's kind of backwards, uh, bars can't be open today, so we are yeah, one not of the a bar. only places that doesn't serve food that you can come and drink. Yeah, we're, you know, and that's so in Eastern Kentucky in general. That's such a weird cultural thing where like it's almost poo-pooed on like no you yeah. go you go yeah. to church and then you go to Cracker Barrel then you go back to church at six o'clock you know <laughs> yeah. like no this is my Cracker Barrel yeah. <laughs> but when so when you see this now when you first opened what were the nerves like like is this gonna hit like shit what have I done so we had we had a little craft beer bar before this uh I, I completely skipped that part but we had a little craft beer bar and I came in to there quite a bit uh, and hung out with the owners, who are my partners. Partners have come and gone because of jobs and other things right. since then. Uh, but that's how I got dragged into this uh, with them, uh, was more or less it. You know, so, hey, look, I was talking about opening a brewery. They were talking about opening a brewery. We figured there's no room for two to open the same day. So it was kind of just a made sense. Yeah. Um, so that's what, you know, we had this bar for a couple of years. We, we saw... You know, the the craft beer, people wanted craft beer. Cause we had Bud Light and other stuff on, too. But uh, people wanted that. So, okay, it was a test market, more or less, yeah. is what it was. So, yeah. We, smart. Yeah. I mean, honestly, then it's just kind of going blind into it. Oh, absolutely. Do you ever – so, Pat said he wants to brew, like, a light lager. I'm sure you still, to this day, get people that come in here and say, oh, I want a Bud Light. Do you ever have the, the like, you just want to say – not even not say anything, like, all right – I'm going to pour in my light lager, not tell them anything. Tell them it's a Bud Light. Yeah. There you go. And then go up to them and be like, how's your Bud Light? Oh, this is way better this, than this Bud Light. This is the best one I've ever had. <laughs> do you ever have that, like, you want to do that? It would be, yeah. I think you should let Pat do that and, <laughs> and film it. Technically, it's illegal, so I can't do that. Oh. Uh, disclaimer there real quick. Yeah. Now, uh, so we, we have a super light Pilsner uh, that we did when we opened our London place. You know, that London was a lot of that. A lot of those yeah, light, yeah, light lager. Yeah, so we, we did that, um, and it's and it sold well. I mean, it's it's still sells pretty well. Uh, there's people that want that. We we tried. We made a really light blonde to get people away from the loggers. Yeah, a nice, here's an ale. Super nice blonde, and people loved it. If you can get somebody to try it, they generally that's the thing. That, that's, that's the, the blue thing. Blue lick blonde. Yeah. yeah. And once you take that step, that Kentucky Common is the next easy step. Yes. Especially when you give them the Kentucky. That's one of the best beers I've ever. I'm not a beer drinker. My favorite beer. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a My beer drinker at all. <laughs> Like I, I can drink Bud Light out of the tap just because it's like watered down, or whatever. And like Pat, if I had, if I lived, if Pat would let me sleep on his couch. I'd sit here the rest of the day and drink this. All right, so we made we made Pat tell us what beer he was drinking. He was drinking a light beer because he's a brewer. He's like, I got to pace myself. You're the owner. Yeah. Don't necessarily have to pace yourself as much. You still do because it's like pour me half beer, so I yeah. don't really feel like I drink a whole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so which so your beer looks a, it's got a little more color. It's a caramel color. It's a very amber color. Yeah, that gives it a amber yeah, it's caramel. Our, it's our okay. Amber. Uh, it's uh, the number four. Yeah, Wilderness Road. Wilderness Road. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I, I like um, 
Kentucky Calm is my number one beer. It's my island beer. If I got, if I had to, was on an island, I could only drink one beer. I'm with you. Yeah. It's, yeah. But it's got some flavor. Super light, though. Good lawnmower beer. It's not, you know, heavy or anything. Yeah, like you're that. seven right. in wondering where your pants went. Like, that. that's me. That's how I judge. <laughs> that was me last Every week. Every time David drinks a beer and talks about it, like, you know, these higher ABVs and it's got the kick and stuff to it, like, how many could you really drink? A couple. Yeah. That's not true. That's not day. true for this one. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So no, I, I um, and we will. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I, I am. Uh, I've went through everything. Uh, I've had stages where I loved IPAs. I've had stages where I like some stouts. I've had stages. Everything. I'm kind of back to when I go out to somewhere to a new brewery. I was in Asheville a few weeks ago. When I went to a brewery there, I'll buy a brown. I'll buy a, a blonde. I'll buy the basics because if you can make one of those well, right. You can make an IPA. It's like really. sports. If you if you've got the fundamentals down, that, you're going to be that's good. The fundamentals. Where'd you go in Nashville? I uh, went to several. Uh, Catawba was my favorite by far. Um, See, I'm going at the end of the month. Yeah, yeah. we're going to make Gary go to some breweries. I'm so gonna, I, I'm, I'm I got my list started. This I is like the third brewery out. I've ever been to in my life. So <laughs> you're at the. You should stop now. So I, we think, I don't need to go I'm fine part. with it. I'm good with so it. So I'm making him go to Burial. I don't know if you went to Burial, mm-hmm. just because of the experience of Burial, and then if. Sierra Nevada is open. It wasn't ex- when I was there. Yeah. I did not get to go. I don't there. think they're probably going to be open in yeah. a month. But if they're open, those are the three. And then I, I hate to say this. I know they're owned by the big boys. Wicked but Weed. Yeah, Wicked Weed. But not the original Wicked Weed, the Funkatorium. But he's, he's not going to like anything there. He's going to be like, no, oh, it's all sour. Yeah, sour. I, I wouldn't. Sours and saisons. When, uh, when you look past this crazy pandemic stuff, uh, what's the next move? Because Pat talked about you. Sp- we sprung the canning line open. Oh yeah, rolling them out now, and they're out. Our distributors out right now. Yeah, so that's why we were canning this morning <laughs> to get them some tomorrow, so they can get them on the shelves this week. Um, that's went. That's went so much better than we thought. So that's that's really where we're kind of looking. I, I've, I've you know reached out to some uh, to the bank and uh, to the city to kind of see what our options are. Because this building's not high enough for us to put bigger tanks in. That's the next step. We need taller, yeah. bigger tanks. Yeah, uh, but this, get you a this spot or, is so good right now. We've got plenty of parking lot out in the back <laughs> where I really think if we can build a bigger building. Open air park, brewing. That wouldn't be bad. <laughs> uh, I would love to build a big building in the back. It's a metal building. With a roof between the two buildings, like a beer garden. Oh, them. yeah. Uh, and open this up. In a little like more a catwalk. Oh, that would be so yeah. cool. That would be cool. We'd be back for that. So you could also do a fooder. Big old open open vat nope. of beer. Nope. <laughs> just people just nope. throwing coins in. Nope. Well, do, do people do that? <laughs> oh yeah. Your, your really? brewery is not so the the brewery itself is is sanitized, but it's not yeah. like far enough away from people to it's absolutely not. Yes, no, that's, and that's what people like to see. <laughs> to, people want to walk in and see yeah. the equipment. They want to see the monkeys dance a little bit. Yeah, yeah like but, uh, see where how the sausage yeah. is made here. It's right. so cool, and I love. And I said this to Pat, and like. People that that brew beer and breweries are so resourceful. You guys have the wooden pallets up to people like no, don't do not cross this line. But I love looking at like like I'm a guy that brews beer and I'm like that would be so like people I'm in there. I brew you know home brew on a brew day like tomorrow we're brewing in the morning. By the time we get people in here, it'll be pretty much done brewing. But the smell, yeah. Yeah. Uh, My house, I brew inside just for that. What tips would you give David? He just got a double kegerator. He's cooking his own stuff at home. Yep. How's he, how, how do we how yeah. do we take this? We're not coming to Richmond, but how are we going to turn this into a business? All ships rise. I, I would <laughs> welcome another brewery in Richmond because we really don't have enough downtown to yeah. keep people downtown. When you can go to Lexington and hit a dozen places, right. you come to Richmond and hit three. I would welcome. That's my thing. So, yeah, so I, I've been to places before that are like small towns. I love small town breweries, and I'm like, I can go this one and then five minutes down the road is also this one. Yeah makes me 10 times more likely that I'm going to go to that place. Absolutely. So, Whereas in Cincinnati, it's like... Yeah, we walked to a brewery yesterday from yeah, our house. That's so, that's so crazy. I, you know, um, make things that... Uh, give away beer is what I would recommend. I made so much beer when I was home brewing <laughs> and just gave it away. Hey, that's what I do. was stuff that I didn't care for. Yeah, uh, I hate this like, beer. How is this? You know, how is this? How does this, you know, how does this taste? Take them to poker games. I take a whole case to a poker game. Just give them out. Yeah. Drink, you know, stuff like that. Uh, get, you're always going to think your beer is better than it is. So take it somewhere where somebody can give you some yeah. real feedback. Yeah. Like, That's what I – so one of my best friends is a brewer, and he won't give me he, – he will. He'll give me honest feedback on everybody else's beer, but not yeah. mine. I'm like, come on. You, you are on the sensory panel for, like, the second biggest craft brewer right. in the country. 
just tell me what I'm what am I doing wrong because I know I'm doing a lot of things wrong tell me and then I will fix that like I want honest feedback yeah. but then the other thing I, I brewed so I brewed in the week after Christmas a winter warmer yeah I'm like oh yeah but this will be ready in January oh this has ferment for six weeks now it's just ready now yeah. in March, yeah. and it's spring. Beautiful winter warmer in spring. <laughs> so here, here's what you do with it. You leave it in the keg. That's what I'm going to do, yeah. You put it away. Well, those, yeah. Those beers last so well. Yeah. Uh, that they end up I might have to do that. Ass. Tell my wife I need to buy another keg, dude. <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> I need some five more five-gallon kegs. The five-gallon kegs, and we need to do an episode where we only talk about home brewing, because I will, I will nerd out for you for an hour. But... I like I've gotten so into like I feel like I'm like doing steps of yeah. brewing like I started out. Is that how you felt in the oh, absolutely? Yeah, yeah. I, I literally went to a class at a, at a brew supply shop. Yes, I did that shop too in Lexington, uh, and bought a kit. You know, they come in, they box. A box how kit. far away am I from opening up my own brewery? Uh, and was, can I hire away? Pat, that was four years ago. Okay, well, that's also, well, <laughs> and we've been open for almost three. I mean, it was I, I started home brewing, and within a year, I had a brewery. And that, uh, that's probably not the, yeah, the regular well, curve. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, I, that's yeah. a curve right there, man. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it started out with, you know, a, a kit where it's this bowl of water and steep the grains. And, yeah. and then, you know, immediately, like four or five batches in, I bought new brewer equipment and upgraded that. And it gets very addictive. And then, I know. Then the next thing you know, you're hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah. And you're but, you got, people. but you've got free beer. Dude, that's that's right. it. But hey, why, I, all these steps so I could get some free beer. That's right. The, the other caveat of our podcast is bourbon, and you guys have bourbon here. So before we let you go, tell us about because it's just this, it's the Wilderness one place, right? Wilderness yes. Trail is what we've, yeah. we usually uh, that's that's what we've had from day one when we got our liquor license last year, because they were so great to us when we started uh, Barrel Age and stuff. Uh, they just really open arms with us. They're in Danville, uh, very close to us, and their their branding goes along with our you know Daniel Boone type right. stuff. So it, it works out really really well. Uh, super cool place. Everybody there was so cool. Now, do people come in here? We'll be drinking. Oh, let me try this bourbon. Oh, absolutely. You know, we 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 drink try to drink a bourbon everywhere we go. Yeah. And it's so it, to, for a place just to have one. It's yeah. pretty awesome. Because we, we found that we had people coming in here. Like it's a group. Let's say this group behind us is seven people. One of them certainly doesn't like beer. So if you let don't me have pick wine which one doesn't or bourbon or something that will keep them here. Right. Gonna dra- that one person will drag all seven across the street yeah. after their one beer. You've got something that'll hold them here, even if it's something they may not cider. like. Cider, cider, same thing. You've got to have something for everybody. See, it's so, so smart. We, we I would never the, think about that yeah, shit. You have to, because if not, <laughs> that's that why whole, I don't have a brew. That whole yeah. table will get up and walk out yeah. after one beer because they wanted a beer, but that one person's going to say, "I don't really want." It. Yeah. So yeah, so we uh, we just wanted to have something. We don't want to be a bar. We don't have a you know a, a ton right. Of stuff. Uh, but you know it makes sense. Um, I'll tell you if you, I don't know which ones you've tried. There's three we've got from there. We got single barrel. Single barrel. Get the rye. The rice. It's not bourbon. I know that. Right. Yeah. But it's so smooth. Mm. It is incredible. So I might good. have to do a rye too. Uh, I'd be here for a little bit. <laughs> now we took our Kentucky Common Ale and barrel aged it in that rye barrel because our Common has rye in it. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I'm not a big barrel aged beer fan. Right. That one's great. That's really good. See, I have. A, I got a. Do you remember the name of it? It was I got bourbon aged in a beer barrel. Yeah. Uh, out of Michigan. Oh, the uh, um, I forget what it's called. Yeah. Same place. Found, not Founders. Um, Holland. Holland. New Holland. New Holland. Yeah. 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 And so that changes the dynamic. Yep. On the reverse side of yep. it, uh, for the good. I thought it was good. Cool. Uh, but but then when you get the barrel aged beers, it's like. Okay, yeah. some of them can be strong as hell. Some people some of them do them. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah. some yeah. people do it well. Some people do it not well. Yeah, let's just say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the and it's so like I think that we're past like the hype of bourbon barrel beers now to where not everyone has to do one. The people that want to do one will still do one. Yep. And the people that are doing it now, I think, are doing it really well. And I think every like if you're a Kentucky brewery, I'm sorry, you have to do you have to you do a bur- you have to do a bourbon barrel age. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people are putting, you know, odd beers in them. Uh, most people, like... I, I've never had a barrel-aged Kentucky Common. They wrote... I mean, it's a, it's a you know, somewhat regular ale, so it goes yeah. real well to that. It takes on the flavor of the bourbon. People are starting to put sour beers in them and, you know, high IPAs and all yeah. kinds of stuff. So you get all kinds of different weird flavors with that, uh, doing that stuff. But yeah. So I think that we are going to come back and do the bourbon, do bourbon. section. Thank you so much, Charlie. Thank you, guys. 
co-owner and president. 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 What's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. President, president of the Kentucky Guild of Brewers. I can remember Kentucky Guild of Brewers, but not president. I want to call you the executive director, czar, <laughs> yeah. head honcho, guy in chief. None of the above. None of the above. Yeah. But that's so it's it's so cool to see, to see like beer continuing to be moved forward, right? You yeah. don't want to go backwards, you want to go forward. Thank you so much for joining us. It yeah. it's been awesome. You know, we've I've enjoyed your beer and the the biggest thing I will say about your beer is all of the beers taste like what they're supposed to taste like. The Black IPA tastes like what I want a Black IPA to taste One like. Of my favorites. The uh, the Kentucky Common tastes like what a Kentucky Common should taste like. The IPA tastes like what an IPA should taste like. True to style. Yeah. That and that's that's the biggest thing that I want with beer. Like if I want this beer, like I don't want my you know, whatever cream ale it tastes like an IPA. Right. Like absolutely. Oh, is this a yeah. is this an IPA? No, it's a cream ale. Okay, well I'm leaving. <laughs> so but yeah, so the beer here is fantastic. Dreaming Creek Brew. This is my three hundredth brewery. I don't know if nice. we said that to you. I've been to a lot. Yeah. You guys have very similar stories. Yeah. See, see, this is what you're supposed to look like. I know. Because we're the beer, That's beers that. and beards I podcast. tried so you hard. Beard. You did ask me what he could do to improve his beard. I will say that. You're, the you beard? Go, you got to grow a beard. Right. Yeah. Well, he tried. Do you think it'll, the, it'll uh, taste better? It will taste oh, better. Okay. Yeah, that's a uh, state yeah. law. Yeah. The FBA, the Federal <laughs> Federal <laughs> Beard Association? Yeah. Okay. The B is beard? Okay. Well, so we are beers and beards here hanging out at Dreaming Creek Brewery with Charlie Hamilton. Pat was on earlier. We're going to come back. We're going to drink some bourbon. bourbon. There you go. All we're, right. We're going to we're going to wrap this up now. Wrap this this up has been with the fucking awesome stuff. though, David. Yes. Like this place, you've been to a ton of breweries, but like 300 This 299 is This is number 3. Yeah. Yes. But this Sorry. is Eastern Kentucky, and I feel like this embodies all of Eastern Kentucky. Yeah. Super welcoming. I mean, the owner and the head brewers here yeah. kicking it. Like we said, hey, can we come and set up and like, yeah, and, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll talk to you. And the so so two things: the beer it's is good, yeah, is good. And I ain't just saying that because I'm here. No, because you get wrapped up in that. You yeah. can like go to a place and be like, oh, this is awesome. And then go home there. and try it and be like, yeah. oh, that wasn't really. So yeah, I've definitely had like a good like like rainbow of their beers yeah, and all of them. Yeah, you did. All of the, no, but all of them are 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 really good in their tr- and the thing that I said to Charlie, true to style. Like I want my IPA to taste like an IPA. I want my Dunkel Lager to taste like a Dunkel Lager. I want it to be slightly sweet, taste like a lager. Uh, my Irish Stout to taste like an Irish Stout. And maybe that's just because I'm a nerd and I know what all these beers are supposed to taste like, right? And what they you are a nerd when it comes to that. I'm I'm a nerd. I'm brutal. What I tell you, my friend it. said. I said, dude, I like, I like your boy. Bit of a nerd. Yeah, he's a bit of a nerd. Random facts. So, that's right. So as a result of that, my my second beer that's going to go in the kegerator is called Random Facts IPA. There you go. Because I, I am a Random Facts guy. We we still have to get the the Jeopardy going. Yeah. Quiz Bowl. Do you want to call it Quiz Bowl or do you want to call it Jeopardy? I feel like we're probably infringing in the on something if we're calling it Jeopardy. We, get the, we could probably get the original In the Know host, at least the guy from Columbus. I'm sure he... Did y'all have it up there too? Yeah, we had it in Ohio. It's like pe- on PBS, right? We were on like local TV. Yeah, local, local access. Yeah. yeah, so you could probably get him. All right, so here we go. We have been talked into two selections. We are going with Wilderness Trail, distilled just yeah. down in Danville, Kentucky. The only selection here uh, at Dreaming Creek Brewery. A hundred proof. We got yeah. the single barrel, and I'm going. to... I'm gonna tell you, David. It's light on the nose, dude. Yeah, like, this would be dangerous. It. So I could. So it's weeded, and I honestly. And that takes that. Yeah. So I, they told me, hey, it's a weeded bourbon. Here's what it is: 100 proof. But I'm a like, 100 proof. Okay. So when I I had a mask on and I set it down next to you and I could smell it. I'm like, right. I can smell that. It smells good. It smells like what bourbon's supposed to smell like. Right. Oh man, that's good. That's a damn it! I should have not drank it all in one drink. Good on the palate, yes. Like that's gonna go down. You're gonna be like, oh yeah. That, this four this later is the kind of bourbon yeah. that hurts you. Yeah, you're like three in. You're like, oh, you know, it's not like mm-hmm. Weller's, Larceny. Yeah. Any weed, weeded bourbon? Like bourbon, I feel like it's supposed to be weeded. I mean, For Van me, Winkle loves yeah. weeded bourbon. Yes. So we tried that. That's delicious. 
Super good. Yeah. And, and I get, we, it feels like we're breezing through it. Like, I had a bourbon I was going to bring in. And they're like, yeah, oh, we got bourbon here. Right. So uh, I told you to bring in a flask. Yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah. But Wilderness Trail, single barrel, 100 proof. That's uh, three and a half bottles right there. Yeah. I'm gonna you, go for, are I'm you gonna getting any bottles. finish? Are you getting any finish? I get a little bit. Like, I get it almost, in, like, in, my, in my jowls, right? like in my, my jawbone. I don't want to say sweet because I... Just like when I was asking Patrick about that chocolate. is sweet, but the, that for a bourbon that is that, that's sweeter. a sweeter yeah. like. Now we got the, the Wilderness big, Trail yeah. right, and I don't know that I'm gonna drink all. They gave us the heavy, heavy, heavy pour. Ask for the beers and beards pour when you come. Yeah. <laughs> so I definitely it smells get the spicy, like fucking rye, dude. spicy. It smells like rye so, whiskey. Cue the music. So here, so outside of this, I've noticed that Kentucky people do not like rye. Uh, it's it, you either do or you don't. It's not yeah. like oh, it's okay. No, you either are for it. So I joked about with Pat a, a Roggen beer, which is rye. It's like the 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 version. I swear, I thought you said rot gut. Rot gut beer. Well, Roggen beer. So it's so Roggen beer is basically like a wheat beer, wheat and a and a base malt, like a neutral malt, and that's all it is is malt and, and like a neutral hop. Super light. I brewed that. I have not tried it yet. But people either love that or, or hate it. And it's a style you don't see because rye does not sell. Like I, rye IPA, rye beer, rye rye no, but bourbon. I, but I'm put, throwing this out here right now to the universe. Uncle Joey about to throw us some stimmy money. Yes. Me and David in the market for some Van Winkle rye. Yes. 13 year. I... Have been looking for that guy. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's brand new. It's new. It's like yeah, one of the first new iterations of Van Winkle products. Yes, I mean, because you can't really fuck with the pappy. Yeah, well, they gonna do a twelve and a half year, twelve, <laughs> twelve and three quarter year yeah. bourbon. You know, and the it's so low. Yeah, uh, I, I mean that. the quantity's so low. But uh, all right, you ready for the rye? You go I, first. It smells. I mean, it smells, it smells like, like a rye. It smells yeah. like rye whiskey, bro. Charlie Spicy. says it. You heard Charlie on the podcast. Your daughter, Charlie. She's she likes she would she would be a rye she, drinker. I feel like so she. What was, kind of bourbon does your twelve year old daughter like? No, she was smelling on Abby's uh, <laughs> Bud Light Seltzer the other day. Oh, David just took it. Yeah, is it smooth? So different from bourbon. Bourbon, like. Spicy, but no after, no aftertaste, no finish. You, uh, you're spot on. The, the spice hits the palate, but not real hard. Yeah. Oh, it's all, got on my lips. I can tell. I, I got that. So you have to got a bit of a pucker. Flavor saver. <laughs> uh, so, I tried a beard once. Uh, both Pat and Charlie embarrassed that's, me. That's going to be the secret to your yeah. to your brewing success. So I feel like, yeah, to be a, a successful brewer in Richmond, Kentucky, or any most most brewers have Anywhere. a awesome beard. I'm just, I'm just, I'm a mate. Like, there's a baby in here. Yeah, I wonder if they want some rye. Do you want that? Hey, baby. <laughs> uh, let's finish this off. Yeah. While we're at it, David, podcast playlist. We, po- got, we yeah. always forget po- about that. No, well, we don't forget. Last week. I gotta apologize because I was very drunk and I did not remember after the podcast whether or not we had done the podcast playlist. Oh, so you didn't put it on the playlist? No, I did as we were doing it, but I did not remember doing it. That's how drunk I was. Apologies to anyone that listened last week. So this week we also. (laughs) You're not driving. This week we also have uh, a playlist, podcast playlist. Right. We should have had Charlie and Pat add a song, but they they didn't. What? We'll add a Kentucky song for them. Yeah. Well, I don't know what they're listening. You're, to. You you pictures. So mine is we're in Kentucky. Uh, there was an MMA event last night in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Two events. So. Well, I mean, yeah. Wait. Well, yeah. Last night there was only days. one event. Two events in two days. Anyway, so Bowling Green made me think of one of my favorite bands, Cage the Elephant. Are they from Bowling Green? Yes, from Bowling Green, Kentucky. And I, I love them, and I love like I I think that they are they've got like like the the funk they've got like grunge. They, but this song is from their first album. It's it's a good rock song, 
but it's got a little bit of everything for everyone. It's called In One Ear. And it's a song about how people basically listen to music and they don't listen to the message of, of the music. And they say that, you know, this beer or this, this song, you know, whatever. You can talk about, you know, whatever, mil, you know, war, military, political song, whatever. People, oh, this is a good, yeah. good song, good beat. So that's kind of what it's about. It's a good song. Kids Elephant also probably the best live band that I've ever seen. Really? Yes. So this week, it's, it's a throwback. I was watching something about Britney Spears. I should have watched the documentary. Are you playing the song? Yep, I accidentally hit play. Uh, so then it made me think of like TRL and like all that. So I had, I was listening to like some 90s stuff on Spotify and this band called Deny. I remember they had like two good songs. Do you know them? No, I don't know yeah. this band. <laughs> yeah, so... Papa De- Deny... I'm sorry, Default is the name of the band. Deny is the name of the song. Oh. Default Deny. Yeah. I look that up. Okay. Tell us how. Tell us what you think about the song. What song? Default Deny. Oh, it's just a good song. Like, I, re- I just remember it. Like it, I don't have any special attachments to it, but I remember hearing it back in the day. And they have another song, too, and I can't remember what it is. Uh, but I, I, for some reason, the, the Britney Spears made the uh, 90s flood back to Wasting me. My Time. That's it. That's the, is that the number one, their number one song? Yeah. Yeah. Number two is It Only Hurts. I don't know that one either. I don't know that one. The I don't know this band at all. I feel like this, like, I skipped. The 90s? Yeah, you like, were Like, you ever think you're like, you're, like, you're like, people, you're like, you skipped that day at school? My son has learned the word skip. Solely based on watching YouTube. Skip. skip. Skip this ad. Yeah. So, like, it's so weird because I never, I had to watch all the commercials. And that's where they hooked you as a kid. I love commercials still. Yeah, but you remember as a kid, like, that's how they sold to you. I feel like, like the commercials are like. by the foot. Yeah. Gushers. Sign me up. Now, I've not seen any so, commercials in years. I have two th- two thoughts on commercials. And maybe we need to have top five commercials on on our, our bourbon notes. But, so in the streaming world, I like sports. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's the old, if you ever watch Family Guy, Peter says, I'm not skipping the commercials because they do the shopping for you. <laughs> Fair enough. And like, if you ever watch the commercials and they don't apply to you, you're probably watching the wrong thing. Like, right. I watch Jeopardy all the time and I'm like, Beano! Yeah. And it's all for like <laughs> depends. <Yes. laughs> so you know you're watching the wrong show if the right. commercials do not. But I, also, I feel like that's like the pain that you have to go through. Right. Like you don't really realize how. Yeah, you, you how get lucky to enjoy you are. the the show. Yeah. You gotta you gotta pay the price. Yeah. So you gotta sit through. Yeah. You know, eight TV minutes of commercials free. for every thirty minutes. But also, you pay for like Netflix and stuff, so it's technically not free. Yeah, we're talking more about paying with your time instead of money. Yeah, paying with time. Time or money. Time is money. Time's money. Our time's done. We're going to hang out here a little bit longer at uh, Dreaming Creek Brewery, Richmond, Kentucky. Check them out on all their social medias. Dreaming Creek. KY. Yeah. Follow us, Beers and Beards. Yes. And, uh, hey, if you're a brewery or a distillery you want us to come out, let we us know. We will. We will. We, we took up a whole table here. It's just It's just literally all cords. Yeah. So uh, until next time, bye.